0: everybody. Welcome to All Have Another Podcast with Lindsay Hine. I'm your host, Lindsay. Thank you so much for being here today. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Koala Clip, and I want you all to try this amazing product. If you are someone who runs with your phone, or if you take it along with you to the gym, whatever you do, if you have your phone with you, you need to be using the Koala Clip. It's sweat resistant. You put your phone in the little pouch, you zip it up, and you clip it to the back of your sports bra. It doesn't bounce around, it doesn't move. It's the perfect solution, and I'm telling you, for years, I either just carried my phone and then like dropped it all the time and cracked my screen, or had random pouches that just like never felt right. The Koala Clip is amazing. You can get 10% off your order if you go to koalaclip.com and use the code ANOTHER10. If you already own a koala clip, this is a great idea to gift one of your runner friends in your life. I know someone in my Facebook group mentioned that they did that. So, again, go to koalaclip.com and use that promo code, another 10 to save 10% off your order. All right, friends, today you're listening to episode 194, and I'm talking with Shawana White. Shawana White is one of the kindest, most positive people you will ever meet. She is. A passionate runner. She's originally from Atlanta, Georgia, and now she lives in South Carolina. She is the fourth fastest African-American born marathoner. 245.19, that's her time. She is so close to that Olympic standard for the marathon. And in this episode of the podcast, we talk about her journey to getting to where she is and what she's doing right now. She's got like, just, you know, one or two last shots to break that 245 barrier. And run in the trials in February. She is very open and honest about it. And she she's a serial racer. The woman races like all the time. And it's very apparent and clear, not only in her messages on social media, but when you talk to her, uh, just how important the running community is in her life. She is coached by her boyfriend, Orenthal Struggles, and she tells us all about their training philosophy and what training for a sub 245 marathon looks like while racing. 5Ks and other races almost every single weekend. I also just want to say thank you to Shawana. She has been a huge cheerleader of mine with this podcast. She's a faithful listener. She always is sharing episodes and she'll leave me nice comments and send me nice messages in my DMs to let me know how she liked the episodes. And I just, every message means so much to me. So Uh, She's also a Patreon supporter and will message me about those episodes as well, which I love because that means she knows, you know, everything. We spill all the information over on Patreon and um, I do those monthly episodes with Glenn. So I feel like she like really knows my family even. So anyway, thank you, Shawana, for being such an amazing supporter uh, of this show and just the running community in general. If you've ever touched her in any way, like on social media or in real life, I know you'll feel that from her as well. All right, friends, enjoy my conversation with Shawana White. Today on the podcast, we have Shawana White. Welcome to the show, Shawana. Thank you. So
1: happy to be here.
0: (laughs) I am so excited to have you on. This has been a long time coming. You've been like such a huge supporter and cheerleader to me with the show. And I've always appreciated you so much.
1: Yeah, I always appreciate listening to you every single Friday, and it's just such an honor to be on a show that I always dreamed about being on.
0: Oh, you are so sweet. What, like, we tried to schedule this recording, and I was like, how about Saturday? And Shawana was like, oh, yeah, I'm just doing a race in the morning and in the evening. So (laughs) we're talking to a serial (laughs) racer here.
1: Yeah, (laughs) run all the races.
0: What did you do? What were your races this Saturday?
1: Well, the first race I ran was called Little Mountain 5K, and it was in Little Mountain, South Carolina. So it was a small race, and basically the race just went through the town of Little Mountain, and then you had to go up the highest. It's like the highest elevation in the Midlands. This is the area that I live in. It's like Columbia, St. Matthews, et cetera, et cetera. And so we actually had to climb up Little Mountain. So that was that was tough, but I was really excited because I ended up running a course PR. Best time prior to that was 2016, and then on that Saturday morning, I ended up running 19 thir- 1939. So, I was happy with that.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you because we've talked about this before. Your PR 17 something, right? Yes. Okay, so I, w- 18. I was wondering what your kind of pace would be on a course like this because i mean do you go up the entire time well
1: the race started off it's, it's kind of flat and then you make a right you start climbing and then you make another right and it's rolling and then you go down and then you start climbing up to the top of the mountain and then you get to run back down the mountain and then it kind of roll in a little short downhill to the finish
0: okay so then what was your evening race on saturday so the e race
1: was Hot Summer Nights 5K. It's like the oldest nighttime race in Columbia. And that was also a 5K. And so once again, my goal was just to try to beat the time that I ran when I did this double, double back in the past. So my best time doing the Little Mountainous Hot Summer Night double for the second race was 1819. So I just had a goal to try to beat that, and I ended up running seventeen fifty one. Ooh! So, <laughs> yeah. so, so that was really nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Now I see the picture. You're coming in with your friend. Um, did you guys plan that, or were you just like neck and neck at the end anyway? And you guys didn't care about who's winning. You just wanted to run a certain time, so you grabbed hands and finished together.
1: Yeah this this one actually wasn't a uh, plan. A planned event <laughs> like in the past we have tried to plan finishing together uh-huh. but most of the time either one of us is having an off day so we can't keep up but this one was just actually just erased and we was just really competing with each other and it just came to a point it was like do you want to finish together and I was like sure let's do this we always been dreaming about this so this is the perfect day
0: did the crowd love that
1: yeah, the crowd were pretty excited, but the I don't know about the the timing.
0: <laughs> oh, the timing people. Yeah, so what did they end up doing? Because did you guys go one-two technically?
1: Yeah, technically they put us one-two, and then I was telling – I was explaining to them that we was just going to split whatever and
0: – Oh, like the prize you know. money? Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. I love that. So what did – the- then,
1: And then with the trophy, we didn't really have to split the trophy because my idea was – I'll keep it one month. You keep it one month. But since she ran the race last year and I didn't run it last year and they give out the same trophy, she let me keep the trophy.
0: (laughs) Do you have a place where you keep that stuff? Because I'd be like, I mean, it's nice to to commiserate it, but I feel like I'm always trying to declutter. And so I feel like I'd be like, you keep the trophy and I'll just know that it was mine.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, we try to do that too, but we keep all of our trophies like in the, I guess you can call it. I don't know. It's like the common room. I mean, because yeah, it's like the common room with the television. So we have a bunch of trophies and medals and plaques all over the place. And we have so many medals that yeah, it's really time to try to get rid of some of them.
0: Which ones mean <known> the <laughs> most? Oh man. Well, Shawana, let's hear a little bit about your story. You are the fourth fastest African American born marathoner with a time of two forty five nineteen. So share with us how you got into your journey to knock that time down. You're so close to the Olympic standard.
1: Yeah, so my journey into marathoning is not like the, I don't know. I don't know if that's a typical story for anybody, but I honestly never had any desire to run a marathon I used to think that people who ran 26.2 miles were crazy. Now I'm part of the club, and mm-hmm. I'm, ha- I'm happy to be part of it. So one weekend, my boyfriend and I, we ran several races on one day. We ran a 5K, a 10K, and a one mile. And then the following day, we ran a half marathon. And then I just got the idea, like, wow, if I can do all this, you know, why not just try 26.2 miles just to say – I did the distance, you know, just knock it out. And after that, I'll be done with it. And so I ran my first marathon at Albany Sneakers Marathon. It's in Albany, Georgia. And my goal there was just to, I really wanted to break three hours. I was a little ambitious, not knowing what the marathon really is, but yeah, I went out with that goal to try to do that, and I ended up running 312, and that that was with a lot of walking and just thinking, like, why am I doing this? And, you know, I finally made it to the finish line, and then maybe an hour later, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try this one more time and try to break 30 hours. And so my next marathon was in Kiowa, South Carolina. And so that goal was just to break three hours. And then I ended up running 255. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. And, and then my coach at the time put a bug in my ear. He was like, well, you probably can try to qualify for the trials. And I was like, oh, really? That's kind of fast. But yeah, why not? Let's go for it. And so throughout the years, I've just been chasing that and bringing my time down.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's like once someone plants that seed, that's when I feel like the wheels start turning, you know, like I always think that when someone tells you you're capable of something, it's almost like verbally hearing that makes you realize you probably are. Yes. How many marathons have you done? I have done a total
1: of 23 marathons, and I probably did the most in the last two years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you are a serial racer. We have to talk about that. <laughs> I've often wondered, so you're getting, and, and you're getting faster progressively. I mean, you you ran that 245, wasn't it the fall of 2018?
1: Yes. And prior, three weeks before that, I ended up running 251 at Mercedes Marathon in Birmingham, Alabama
0: so like oh so it was the spring of 2018 yes yeah so I wonder do people ever criticize you for racing so much
1: well sometimes um, they may say not in a I don't know not in a mean way but some people may be like you know maybe if you didn't run so many races maybe you'll run faster but I'm like Well, I don't know, because I'm running all the races and I'm getting better. And I just feel like the body is just capable so much. I mean, I look at people like Camille Heron. Mm. She ran, she qualified for the trials, I don't know how many times. And she used to run back to back marathons before she became an awesome ultra runner. Like, I look at people like her and then Oh man, I can't even, Mike Wardian, like he run all the races and nobody say anything to him and he's doing an excellent job as well too. So I'm like, I'm only doing what people out there are already doing. So, I mean, it's just not a lot of them doing it, you know, probably can count them on two hands, but I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. And you love racing. Like that's, it brings you joy.
1: Yeah. Like. Yeah, I honestly love racing. Like When I started back running, I really was just running a race almost every single weekend. And then also another reason, because Atlanta had a Grand Prix too, and I was trying to get all the Grand Prix points. And then when there weren't Grand Prix races scheduled, me and my friends, we would just find other races to go travel to and run.
0: I love the way you view running. You posted your most recent post. I love it. It says, workouts are like brushing my teeth. I don't think about them. I just do them. The decision has already been made. So that was a quote by Patty Sue Plummer. But, like, I see that out of you when I watch how you do things on social media and, like, watch you racing so much. I feel like it is just, like, second nature to you, and you don't overthink things, which so many of us do.
1: Yeah. I just – go out there each day and just do the best I can. I mean, like one of my other great runners I like, like Mip, he always say, run to win. That doesn't always mean getting first place. That just means getting the best out of yourself on that day. And that's my goal. If I can walk away from a workout or a race knowing that I did my best, then I'm pretty content.
0: Yeah. And so when you race as much as you do, it's not like you can expect a PR every single time you race.
1: That's exactly right. No, I can't can't expect to think I'm going to PR. I just want to get a good hard effort most of the time because some of the races, I mean, they are just generally used as workouts and just see how competitive I can be on tire lids. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which is important for the last 10K of the marathon.
0: Totally. So talk to us about the marathon because – so. Okay. Shawana is from Atlanta and now she lives, is it South or North Carolina? South? South. Okay. South, South Carolina. But so being from Atlanta and the trials being in Atlanta in 2020, like this is a really big deal to you and you're 19 seconds, I guess 20, because you have to go under 245, 20 seconds from the standard. So what does that make you feel coming into the fall marathon season where you're going to try to get rid of those 20 seconds? I'm re- I I I can
1: like I'm I'm happy to like to just go for this because it's in it's in my city like where I was born like it'll be such a treat to run on all the streets that I ran throughout my childhood and also it'll just mean so much not only to me but to the community because I have so many friends and so many people in a different neighborhoods who know me and then also my family can come out and watch me run and i have one living grandparent he can come out and watch me run so i just really hope i can nail this before the time is up
0: oh my gosh i i hope you can too so tell everybody the race that you're gonna gun to to make the time
1: i am gonna run the air force marathon I believe that's on September the twenty-first. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay. So in you're, a few weeks. Yeah. I mean, what is that? Like six weeks? Yeah. Okay. So you must be super peaking right now. Yes. What does that look like?
1: Well, I just, well, I just ran my highest mileage last week. I hit eighty-five miles, which included a twenty-four miler that we did on Sunday after all my racing. And that whole week. Oh, wow. Wait,
0: hold up. She did the two 5Ks, the mountain 5K and the other one on Saturday, and then you did the 24-miler the next day?
1: Yeah, I I ran with my coach slash boyfriend. And, yeah, we ran 24 mountains. I mean, don't say 24 mountains. It felt, honestly, it felt like 24 mountains because I I don't know. I, I feel like he took me on the hilliest route ever, and I'm just like, I just ran up up a mountain, and the Hot Summer Night course wasn't a flat course. Even though they advertise this flat and fast, there were some little rollers in there, too. And I was just like, oh. Were you running easy pace? Yeah. Yeah, we was not going a hard pace, but after all that work that I put in that week, Mm -hmm. I I think any pace would have felt like I was going hard. Sure. So. I, I think we end up averaging like 26, and you know really? that that yeah, on a hilly. I mean, my Garmin stated that it was like a thousand elevation or feet or whatever, and I was just like, whoa, that was just too much. But it was good for building mental mental strength. So, and then I was able to close the last few under eight minutes, so that was a good thing too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so tell us about the strategy. So your boyfriend is your coach. Tell us about yes. his strategy, changing things up or like what you guys are doing different from when you ran the 245. That's a good question. Let me think.
1: Um I don't think we're really doing too much things differently. We started off early in the training on the track, doing a lot of speed work on the track, a lot of 400, 200, 600, etc. And then now we're off the track and we're doing everything on the road and we're focusing more on the tempo runs, trying to run that pace at marathon goal pace or a little faster. You actually want me to run a little faster at the marathon goal pace, but yeah, that's what we're really working on now, just working on the distance part. Like we started off speed and now we're just doing more workouts that are marathon pace or just a little bit faster than marathon pace.
0: Do you for your long runs, do you tend to alternate like if you do a long run one weekend with marathon pace work, does the following weekend typically look more like an easy paced run?
1: Well, see, that's the different thing with my coach is different from most of the other coaches out there. Like our long runs are basically just how we feel. Like, okay, okay. there's no, there's never any workouts. Like if I feel like going out there and running sub seven pace, then guess what? That's what, what we're going to do. Like, I remember one time in a cycle, we was doing a long run and I had to use the restroom. So <laughs> the pace, the pace increased. Because I was trying to hurry to get to the restroom, and then after that, this was one of the runs that he ran with me too. And he was like, "You know what? Let's just keep it going. See how long we can last at this pace." And then eventually, we started hitting sixes, and I was like, "Wow, okay, this is great." And yeah, we just we just go with the flow for all our long runs. But now we do have workouts where we may run like eight miles at at marathon pace, or we may do like a three, two, one, one, or we may do like two times 5k's or things of that nature but never in the long run it's just the long runs are all based on how we feel
0: you know i kind of really love that because i was okay so i just did i think you probably saw i posted this i did a random impromptu tempo run on sunday
1: with your friend.
0: Yeah. And like, <laughs> I was not planning on running hard at all. And for me right now, like seven twenties, that feels hard. And I just felt pretty good. And I was like, you know, what, I'll do three of your five with you. And like, you know, then you can finish it off cause I'm not training for anything, but I felt pretty strong. Like I was kind of leading her and I thought just do it, you know? And I kind of love that. I just would listen to my body. If my body was not feeling that workout, I wouldn't have been able to do it. Um, and it's hard, though, because I think a lot of people, especially newer runners who haven't done a lot of marathons, probably need that very specific guidance. Like, hey, you need to get some marathon pace miles in your long runs. But I love what you're saying. Like, you've run 24 marathons. You know how to listen to your body. Like, if you're feeling it one day and your legs are r- rocking and rolling, go do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's, I mean, like, my coach, his name is Orenthal Struggles. I mean, his focus with running is just always how the body feel. Mm
0: -hmm. Like
1: that's what we always go off. Like this morning, we supposed to do the workout together, but he didn't do the workout because today his legs weren't feeling good. So he just decided to take it easy. And the same thing would apply to me if I was feeling a little off and feeling tired. Like if we have a scheduled workout and if we're tired, we're not gonna do it. We're not gonna force it. We just gonna wait because there's a difference between like you know just being tired because you're working hard or just you know your body like people who've been running for a long time you can tell the difference between the two
0: yeah yeah it's like you can't use it as an excuse to wuss out like because you don't want to work hard but like yeah if you could wait a day or two days even and do it on legs that can really pop and run that faster speed that makes sense I think people get impatient though and they're like but I want to get this workout done today this was the plan
1: yeah like and I think that's what allow us to race as much as we do because we're good at listening to our bodies
0: Man, wise woman here. I love this. All right, friends, I'm going to break in really quick and thank a couple sponsors who are helping make this show possible for everybody each week. And the first is HelloFresh. I don't know who here has tried HelloFresh, but if you haven't, you need to. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. It's super easy. The recipes are seasonal. They're pre-measured. Pre-measured is key when you're trying to make a meal with little people running around your feet. I will tell you that. So HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality regardless of the comfort in your kitchen. You can say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and take out food because HelloFresh has you covered. And the food is delicious. One thing I love is that it always has recipes of things that I would not think of myself Like the recipe I made yesterday, it was an Israeli couscous with asparagus and tomato and feta cheese and almonds, it was so good. And so they break you out of that dinner rut. They have over 17 seasonal chef-curated recipes each week. HelloFresh has more five-star recipes than any other meal kit, so you know you're getting something delicious. You can easily change your delivery days, food preferences, and skip a week whenever you need. The best thing about this for me is that the step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients are everything I need and I really have it prepped and cooking in 30 minutes. Super simple. So for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, go to hellofresh.com slash another 80 and enter the code another 80. Again, for $80 off your first month of HelloFresh, Go to hellofresh.com slash another 80 and enter another 80. Thank you, HelloFresh, for supporting this episode of the podcast. And the other sponsor I want to thank right here, hang with me, is Sweaty Betty. You all, I am loving Sweaty Betty, like loving Sweaty Betty. I actually ordered myself a second tank top just last week. I'm wearing it for the second day in a row right now from them. Okay, so I told you about the Power Leggings last week, which I love, I wear them all the time. But another pair of leggings that Sweaty Buddy has that I highly recommend are the Zero Gravity Leggings. They are specific for running. They are super lightweight, they have premium fabric from Italy, and the all-female design team have engineered these leggings to sculpt the body and are fabulously bum sculpting. They don't slide around, they don't move around when you run, super comfortable, super cute. And for listeners of the podcast, you can save 20% off your order at Sweaty Betty when you go to sweatybetty.com and use the code another that will get you 20% off your order. So again, go get yourself, treat yourself to some zero gravity leggings and go to sweatybuddy.com and use that code another for 20% off your order. Thank you so much, Sweaty Betty, for supporting this podcast and you all enjoy the rest of my conversation with Shawana White. You are gonna go to the trials regardless.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna go watch. I mean, even if I don't make it, I'm just gonna go meet up with some friends who I know coming out this Fed tape, and we're gonna have a good time. Or if I'm in a race, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a good time because. I'm going to get my two minute of fame <laughs> by, by going out and leading the women.
0: <laughs> you're just going to do it. You're going to be that girl.
1: Yes, I am going to be that. Big. I'm going to be that girl. For I sure. love
0: it. Um, you're kind of known for having this like really strong, positive attitude, regardless of outcomes. And, um, I mean, I can hear it in your voice now talking about whether or not you make it to the trials that you're going to be there regardless, like having fun. So, Where do you think that comes from? Where did you get that positive nature? I think
1: over the years, it's it's just me growing as a person. But, I mean, my family always, you know, were very positive and encouraging and always used to tell me to focus on the good things, even when things are going bad, try to see something good in all situations because sometimes – there are people who are experiencing things that are way worse than what you are going through. So you can always focus on the good. And then like, like now with my coach, when it comes to running, like his biggest thing to say to me is what would the man with no less say, Mm. you know, because at one point in my running journey, I mean, maybe, I don't know, three or four years ago, I used to get, upset about races to the point where I used to cry. And and he was just like, why are you crying for it? You're still living. You're still able to run. You know, think about the people who can't. And that really stuck with me. And I think about that every single time I run, like, where I get to a point where it's hurting, and I just, like, push, push, push. I mean, it's just like on Saturday, like, that last race, I mean, honestly – in order for that special moment to happen that I really enjoyed, I had to work my butt off to get back up there with joy. I mean <laughs> <laughs> I had to go and I was like, Shawana, this is it, this is the moment. This is this is that last minute of you trying to run two forty five. Think of it that way and mm. just charge. And no matter how hurt, how hard it hurt, just keep going going. And and that's what I did and it resulted into a good day, so
0: yeah. When you go for the two sub two forty five, like when do you anticipate normally in a marathon that like the pain train is coming? See, Lindsay, it
1: it kind of it's hard to tell. It varies. Like sometimes it can come at twenty miles. Yep. But when I ran two forty five nineteen, it came at the last five k. That's late. So, you know, so, and then sometimes you can come as early as 10 miles. I know. And that's a long, and that's a long, that's a long day. <laughs> yeah, but you go so, anyway, yeah. So, I mean, it just, it, honestly, truly, it just varies. But most on average, you know, 20, 20 miles. Yeah. But when I was on, it was the last 5K. That last 5K was, it was hard.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I always start feeling like, Sort of desperate around mile eighteen because it's like it's almost like you anticipate it coming, but it's already kind of there. But you're like you want to get into like the sub six miles, and it's a mind game.
1: Yeah, it's truly.
0: So your boyfriend's (laughs) gonna run the race with you, though. Yes, he is. Are you pumped about that?
1: Yeah, I am really excited. I mean, because last time, I mean, he did a good job, and this time. Unlike last time, I'm going to follow all the way through, and I'm not going to look at my watch, and I'm just going to run and follow him. Are you going to
0: wear a watch at all?
1: I am going to wear a watch because I like to see the numbers afterwards. Totally, totally. (laughs) You know, I like to go on Strava or go on Garmin Connect and see exactly what happened. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to just turn it off so it, it doesn't beep every mile. So I won't have a reason to look down at it.
0: Yeah. I'm trying to think. I I cl- lay claim that when I ran my PR at Monumental in 2017, I didn't wear a watch, but I have the Strava results. So I'm like, I know for sure I never looked at my watch, but there's no way I wouldn't have ever looked at it if it was like out in the open. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if like Glenn wore two watches or what, but like I have, like I have the, maybe he uploaded his. I have to ask him. He would know, but... Um, I, I do feel a a sense of more control when I, in a marathon in a bigger distance like that, like I feel a sense of more control when I don't look at the watch, like I'm controlling my body. The pace isn't controlling my body. Whereas like, I think this is the opposite of a lot of people too. In a shorter distance race, if I glance at my watch, it motivates me. Cause like, if I see it slipping down to say, I'm trying to run six thirties in a, 5K or yeah. something like. If I see it slipping to 6:40, I can say, Lindsay, you know better. You can you can run faster, but in the marathon, like I gotta just listen to my body.
1: Yeah, I, I agree on that. I use that to that same method when I'm running the shorter races, like because it's harder to tell in a shorter races whether you're getting off pace because it's just so fast. Yeah, and so I mean for me, that's the same thing. I was. I was looking at my watch like when I ran the first race I was looking at my watch and I was like oh my goodness this guy because I wanted honestly I wanted to win the the whole race outright like I came second second overall person first female in the first race Mm. but but I was looking I was thinking like oh man this guy's going out under five minutes I mean under um six minutes and it feels so hard and so in that case I used my watch to like Slow, mm-hmm. slow myself down and pull back. But most of the time in a five k, if I see I'm going to like six minute pace, and I'm like, "Come on, wanna pick it up. You yeah, can do this." Totally. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's, it's a interesting thing though, because I recently did this panel and I was talking to some local elites here, and they kind of seem to say the opposite. Like they don't look at their watch for the short distances at all, and they, but they kind of keep it as a guide for the longer distances. So, I guess. Everybody's a little bit different. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so talk about you being the fourth fastest African-American marathoner. What does that mean to you? And tell everybody the story of, like, how you even figured this out. Okay.
1: Well, it's really – it's such a – I mean, it's an honor. And, and it's it's pretty cool because I never thought in my life I would be the fastest of anything. So – to say that I'm the fastest African-American born in the marathon is pretty cool. And I hope at the same time, it will inspire more African-American ladies to give distance run, distance running a try. And the way I found out about this information is that I was reading Abby Burfoot. I think I said his name right, hopefully. Abby, yeah. Um, yeah, I was reading his book, The Women's ladies first or women's first or something. It was talking about all the first for different things in track and field and distance running for women. And then I came across the first African-American woman to run sub three, which which is Marilyn Bevins. And I was just curious, because, you know, when I go to races, I don't see a lot of people who look like me unless they're Kenyans. Mm -hmm. And I kind of already know who's the top of the game in the in there but I was just curious like how about people who just were born here in the United States how many fast people how many fast people in the marathon are there so I decided to send Abby Burford an email and surprisingly he responded and then he gave me um Gary Corbett email and then Gary Corbett um, he's the son of Ted Corbett, which was, which was he, Ted Corbett was a great African American distance runner and he ran a whole bunch of miles and he was also the president of the New York running city, uh, New York road runners, runners. yeah, road runners, the scramble. Yeah. He was once the president of that organization. And so his son did all the research, looked up all the information and, then eventually he sent it back to me and he actually posted it on his website, too. And so I was like, this is really exciting. And I just hope at the same time, like I said earlier, I just hope it inspire more ladies, African-American females to get out there and try to go the distance.
0: Yeah. What do you think an organization like Black Girls Run has done for that community?
1: I think it really have like brought more people into distance running because now at some races, I, I, I think it just depends on the area where you are. But you're still seeing more people than you have in the past out there running distance and not just concentrating on sprints. So I think it really has increased the awareness on about distance running.
0: And tell us about Black Men Run because I know all about Black Girls Run, but I knew nothing about Black Men Run until I saw your boyfriend's shirt.
1: Yeah, so Black Men Run, their whole thing is to try to encourage, you know, the same thing about wellness and health amongst African-American men. And their way of going about that is through running and jogging. And so in their organization, they have people who, focus on trying to be faster as runners, and then they just have the ones who just, you know, run and just focus on just for the health part and not for the competitive part. So I think that's really cool with that organization that not only they're, you know, in promoting healthy behaviors and getting more people out there running, but they also added that competitive component in it too to see how fast they can be.
0: Yeah, and your boyfriend's really fast. What's his marathon PR? Well, his marathon PR is two,
1: thirty-four.
0: Okay, and he ran. He came and ran the Indy Mini. We where was that last year?
1: Yeah, that was that was last year, not this year yeah, Last year,
0: we're just sad that you you didn't come with us.
1: <laughs> no, I think I was running something else. I'm yeah. not quite sure what I was running on that day, but I was doing something else.
0: You better come <laughs> next time. Okay, And we're still working on getting you to come to, even though you're racing Air Force, I'm still going to work on getting you to come to Monumental this year.
1: You know, the funny thing about that, Lindsay, I was was talking to him the other night, and I was like,
0: you know, even if I get the
1: standard at Air Force, I still probably can do Indy. I was like, they have some really cool incentives out there. They do! (laughs) And I'm like... You know, it'll be fun to run with a big pack of women. I mean, because I'm assuming a lot of people will probably show up because this is getting towards the, the last days of trying to qualify. So, you know, I think it will be a really fun day because I'm not quite sure how many people are going show to show up in the Air Force. I mean, they have some good incentives, too. But, you know, given the fact that sometimes it can be hot, some pe- and it's early September. Yeah. And so... People don't want to take that chance, but I think I'll be all right because I've been training in this heat and humidity all summer long, and I'm just ready.
0: Yeah, do you generally do well in the heat compared to others?
1: Yeah, I I like the heat. (laughs) I prefer to be warm versus cold.
0: Yeah, monumental can be kind of chilly. I mean, it's actually usually perfect, but... um... Yeah, Shawana mentioned the incentives. They incentivize $1,000 if you qualify for the trials for the marathon in the half or the full. So what kind of similar incentives does Air Force have?
1: I think they may have a bonus for making um, the trial time as well, and they also pay the top five, too.
0: Oh, the top five of overall for both races? Yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. Um, because it's
1: just a marathon. I don't. I don't know. Do they have a half? I think they may have a half too. I'm not sure. I don't.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think they. Do. I think they do. I feel like I've coached people that have run the half. Um, <laughs> tell everybody what you love so much about the running community because these are your people.
1: Yeah. I. What I love about the running community is that the running community, unlike the world, is. Very nice and open and loving. And, I mean, it's just like when a bunch of runners just get together, they just mesh so well together. And we can just talk and we can just, I mean, you know, it's just like in races, you know, you you may run with your friends, you may beat each other, but at the end of the day, you still love each other. And, I mean, some of my best of friends – I have met are through from from running so it's just it just means the world to me and then especially all the communities that I've been a part of even from Atlanta and from now in Columbia it's it's just so nice how we all support each other on all different levels like you know I remember one time when I first moved here, because when I was in Atlanta, I just ran with any and everybody, especially for my easy days, because I don't really focus on pace. I just run whatever. And like, I don't know, maybe I remember running with um, her name is Colleen and she was telling her husband or well, her husband at the time no longer. But, um, mm-hmm. That she was so surprised that Shawana was running with her, running with her, and I was like, "Yeah, I I run with everybody. I mean, cause I'm all about trying to get to know people and just just have fun. And so, and then oh man, don't think about Instagram. I don't met so many people through Instagram, mm-hmm. and and so many people have been so nice, like offering their homes to me when I go out of town and run races. I mean. It's just, runners are just so nice. Yeah.
0: You know, it's, that's like, I hear that all the time on runs with friends who don't maybe run as much or run as fast normally. Like, oh, you don't want to run with me. I'm so slow. Or like, what pace are you trying to run? And I'm like, I'm not trying to run any pace. I'm just running with you because I want to run. Like, I literally do not care what we run. Like, I will not think about the pace one time.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> People get so hung up, though. They're like, oh, you're faster than me. You're faster. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, I wouldn't be trying to do, like, a tempo workout right now. Like, I'm just trying to get some miles on my legs and also spend time with a friend.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would never, ever invite somebody to go run and then try to leave them. Like, yeah, no, I, don't, I don't do that. Don't worry. Because yeah. I remember my, my one friend that I met at first, and she was like, what pace are you trying to go? I was like, no, we're not worrying about pace. We'll just let the pace come to us, you know? Yeah. We'll start out slow, and if you want to pick it up, then guess what? We can pick it up.
0: Totally. But not, but not too fast, but, yeah, we can pick it up. <laughs> totally. Oh, my goodness. So you mentioned your grandpa that's still alive that's going to be able to come to the trials. If you are hopefully running in the trials, What's what's his story? Tell us about him.
1: Oh, yeah. I remember the first time I – you know, started running track, I was so excited to tell them because all the people, all my cousins on my dad's side of the family, they all participated in sports or they participated in band, any extracurricular activities. And then you have me, Shawana, all she do, all she does is go to school and just come home. And so when I first got asked to run track, I was so excited to tell him, and I came over for the weekend, and I'm like, "Granny, guess what?" And he's like, "What? What? 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 You're so excited." I was like, "I'm gonna run track," and then he was like, "Girl, you can't run." <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, what?" Um, and that's all he said to me, and I was like so shocked. I was like, "Why? Why did he say that? That's that's not nice at all." And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to prove him wrong. And so I continued to run track. And over time, before I graduated high school, he told me, he was like, you remember that day when I told you you couldn't run? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) He was like, I only told you that because I wanted you to just get motivated and work hard to try to prove me wrong. And I was like, oh, thanks. He's like... I was just like, that was kind of weird what he was like. But I, I knew if I would he was like thinking like, if he told me that he was just so excited, he don't think I would have tried as hard. Mm. And then like, even to this day, he was like, you still prove me wrong. You still prove me wrong. And I'm just so happy and, and I'm just so proud of you because, you know, you can do whatever you set your mind to. So,
0: yeah. How old is he? He is... 83. Oh, and he's going to come. I love it. Um, some people listening that follow you closely might know, or that are good friends with you might know that your grandparents, is it your other side of your family? They raised you.
1: Yes. My mom's that.
0: Okay. So tell us about that and how that shaped you into who you are today and just like what, what it was like growing up with your grandparents raising you rather than your mom and dad. It was really interesting. It was
1: not, uh, honestly, it was was a good experience. I mean, it was, I mean, like, so, for example, I think I am a good runner is because my grandparents, we didn't have a car. And so in order to get everywhere, we had to either A, travel by feet, or B, catch the bus. Mm -hmm. And for me, at the time, I didn't have... I didn't have a job because I didn't work when I was in school so most of the time if I didn't have any money from allowances or whatever I would have to travel by feet and so and then oh yeah I had to travel by feet and then also like sometimes when when I was growing up when we went to the grocery store sometimes we would walk back with groceries I mean I just don't know how they did it but I ended up doing it too and I was just like and then I remember one day I was just thinking my grandma. I was just like, you know, I really think all that walking made me a good runner. And then also another thing that my grandparents like taught us or they tried to, you know, beat into us. And I think that's why I'm so stubborn when it comes to running is that like, especially for school, like sometimes we would struggle with our work. And they would always tell us, you know, no matter how hard things get you should always try to finish. And I think as a older person, that's why when a race may get hard, I always try to get I always try to finish. Or maybe when I don't finish, maybe that's why sometimes I'm so hard on myself because I know that my grandparents wouldn't want me to stop because that's not how they raised me. They raised me to always finish what I started and if I don't like it, guess what? Don't do it again. <sighs> and also, they also taught me to be honest. And it's really funny because, like, sometimes when I request for days off, you know, most of the time they don't ask. But my principal, they sometimes ask me, why do I need a day off? And I frankly just tell them the truth. I was like, I remember one time I was like, I need to take a day off because I want to watch the Boston Marathon. Mm. And <laughs> that's why I need this personal day. And then when I asked my principal again this year, I was surprised she remembered. Like, I can't believe she remember, like in April. She was like, Are you you gonna you gonna watch you gonna go home and watch that race? And I was like, <laughs> Yeah. But this year I got a surprise for her because I plan on
0: running that race. Oh, really? You're gonna run <laughs> Boston? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Um you're Tell everybody, if you don't know, she's a P.E. teacher. So I feel like it kind of is pretty much makes sense that you're a P.E. teacher. What do you love about your job? Oh,
1: I love, what I love about it is that I get to play all day <laughs> <laughs> and just inspire kids to be active too. Because in this day and age, you know, kids, all they want to do is play video games. I remember growing up, my grandparents had to literally – Force us to come back in the house. I mean, we love to stay outside because my grandparents they raised my cousins too, and I mean, kids today in this time they're like they like to stay inside the house. So, yeah. you know, I'm hopefully um my job is to try to encourage them to get outside and move around and have fun and and be a kid
0: yeah yeah be a kid it's not exercise it's play what's your favorite activity you do with them what is it what grades is it
1: i teach k through eighth okay well since this school i came into because i've been there five years now and this is the this is the game that they love so I make sure to incorporate this all the time. They love to play mat ball, which is a variation of kickball. Okay. Except except that in this game, you use big, large mats. You know, think of like a gymnast. A gymnast may practice on some mats. They're big just like that, like bases. So versus in kickball or baseball, there are only one person allowed on a base. But in mat ball, several people are allowed on the base. And then also another difference is... You don't stop at home. You keep going to first, so you oh, just keep running and running. You just running keep and running doing running. circles. Yeah, you can stop at first. You can stop at second. You can stop at third, but you can't stop at home. And it doesn't matter if it's like the whole if the whole team get on the mat, then we'll start calling calling your number. So before we start the game, the kicking team they will get a number, one one through whatever. So it can be 20 people on a team. And so each person is assigned a number. So if we run out of kickers, we just call number one, and they'll come up and kick.
0: Oh, where was that game when we were in school?
1: I know. It, sounds it was really fun.
0: Super fun. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So we're going to see Shawana at the Air Force Marathon, maybe Monumental definitely at the trials. We don't know how yet, but hopefully running. Yes. And in Boston.
1: Yes, definitely in Boston.
0: That's exciting. Um, you know, I thought about this like running Boston next year. I can't because I don't have a qualifying time. Um, because I when I ran Boston this year, I ran like about 4 hours. And so I thought about getting my butt into gear to do it like in September, you know. Mhm. But I just realized that if I tried to train for a marathon that was so soon in September it would just suck the joy out of what I was experiencing right now so if I come to Boston I will be cheering you on okay and hopefully you guys have another
1: show again
0: I know so so I can come I know I bet we'll do something for sure um okay let's do into the podcast okay See, great. with Shawana, I don't even have to send her the questions because she listens and she knows. Like, I feel like, could you spit them out?
1: Yeah. What's the like, first
0: one? What's the first one?
1: Well, I don't know in, in, in order now, but like, what's your favorite book?
0: <laughs> that's okay. That's one of them. And, we'll, we can start there.
1: Okay. And then the one about what nonprofit you want to support. And then there's a new one that you came up with, Nikki, Nikki Hills. Oh, what? Oh, about the, yeah. The new one about what, what other profession
0: or something you would like to do. Or, no, what was that? Because I like posted something on social media and somebody was like, you should start asking your, oh, what's something new you want to try?
1: Yeah, something new. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because you was talking about how your kids was doing the long jump and yes, at that track meet. Yeah.
0: Okay, we'll add that one in. Okay, I'll start from the beginning and I'll add that one in. Okay, because <laughs> okay. I didn't, I didn't add it on the last one, but Nikki's I did. Okay. So, what's one yeah. thing, personally or professionally, you'd like to do that you haven't done yet?
1: Well, there are two things. I would like to run in the Trials for the marathon, and I would also like to run an ultra.
0: Ooh, nice. Will you go straight to 50? Yeah. 50k
1: or you mean 50 miles?
0: 50 miles? No,
1: I think I'll start off at 50k.
0: <laughs> well, did it did it make you feel good to hear? Did you listen to Claire Gallagher's episode yet?
1: Yes, I did.
0: Did it make you feel good to hear like how low mileage though someone can actually run to train for those distances?
1: Yeah, I I was like, wow. That was, that was pretty impressive. I was like,
0: wow, you can just run
1: like 60 to 70 miles and, and go do it.
0: Yeah. It's so like, it's, it's crazy to me because like she was saying, marathoners run 100, 120, like elite marathoners run 100, 120 mile weeks, but she's literally peaking out at like 80, which is crazy. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of mountain running though.
1: Yeah, I which think is, that made the legs nice and strong.
0: Which is totally different. I, I I know. I acted so surprised when she was saying it. And then as we were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, but like 80 trail miles and the kind of trails that she's running, that's like easily 100 road miles, you know, if not more.
1: Yeah, probably. So it's probably like Jerry Mouse or something.
0: Totally. <laughs> Jerry Miles. <laughs> when are we going to get him on the podcast? I know. <laughs> we have got to get it to happen. Okay. So what was the – so did you do both?
1: Yeah, the the one thing you said, and professional, oh, or...
0: So you did the trials, and what, did you say the other one? Oh, the trials, oh, the ultra. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha, okay. Trials and ultra. Okay, uh, what's an accomplishment you're most proud of?
1: Well, normally I would say a PR, but my most proudest moment was running my first 5K after hip surgery in the honor of my grandmother who died of pancreatic cancer. And it was actually a pancreatic awareness 5K in Atlanta.
0: Yeah. So nice.
1: that was, that was my greatest moment.
0: And is that the grandma that raised you?
1: Yes, ma'am. Oh, yes, it is.
0: That was probably super hard when she passed then.
1: Yeah, it was because. How, how long ago? It was in 2013. Okay. Yeah. Right before she actually passed away, right before I had my surgery.
0: Oh, you went right into that. And then you did the race. Yeah.
1: The race was, you know, later in November.
0: Oh man. That had to be super special. Yes. What is the best, most recent book you've read? Right now,
1: I am reading, and I got to finish it today, but I'm actually going to buy this book, but I'm going to finish it today because I got to return it to the library. Um, Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins, and I tell you, this man, I don't know, he is is pretty impressive, and he's he's just, I mean, he has done some amazing things and just showed what the body is capable of of doing once you have your mind in line and also his childhood experience was not the best. And he just overcame that situation and just did a lot of great things and still is doing a lot of great things.
0: Yeah. I, um, I've heard him on rich rolls podcast and he's an intense guy, but he's got a really good message. Like I don't know that you can find someone with the mental strength as tough as his.
1: I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to get there.
0: <laughs> was he a Navy seal or an army ranger? He was both. Oh, he was both like who does both of those things. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is a nonprofit you like to support?
1: Pancreatic cancer. And also I'll support any thing that's locally. As well,
0: and then, what is something new you want to try? Something new I want
1: to try. You know, I, I think like next summer because it's over now. But next summer, I'm gonna go to All current meets and try to do an open 200 to see what I can run an all out 200. Oh, in. fun! <laughs> yeah. That would be so fun. That's what I thought of when I heard that question uh, originally asked. Uh-huh. So I was like, I wanna go and
0: run a two hundred,
1: but in a race with people.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah. I um I did a like fun little track meet with the kids, the one we were talking about when they did the long jump in. I did a one hundred <laughs> Oh man, so fun. I don't even know what I ran in, but I got smoked and like, (laughs) it was so slow. I just like could not get my body to move any faster. (laughs) I felt very out of control. Yeah. It's over quick. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Shawana, what is your one message you'd like to send to the world? Okay.
1: So I thought about this. Well, earlier on Instagram, I did a little post in my story and I just want to say the last part of it is really simple with all the craziness that's going on. in today the last part is just be kind to all mankind, not just people who look like you love, not hate.
0: I love it. That is a perfect way to end. Yeah. Thank you so much for doing this. This was a blast and, um, Best of luck at the Air Force Marathon.
1: Thank you so much, girl.
0: All right, friends. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Thank you, Shawana, for sharing your story and continuing to be such an amazing supporter of this podcast. I appreciate you so, 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 so very much. Again, you can find Shawana on Instagram. She's peachrunner26.2. You can find me on Instagram. I am Lindsay Hines 626 you can find me on Twitter, Lindsay Heim. You can find me on Facebook. I'll have another podcast with Lindsay Heim. Thank you so much for joining us today and continuing to support this podcast. Love, I love this community, and I appreciate you all so much. Have a great Friday, a wonderful rest of your weekend, and as always, I will see you next Friday.